Welcome to episode three of Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I work for Senior Helpers servicing Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties in Central Florida. In addition to working with the senior care industry, I spent six years as a family caregiver. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron. She's the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, and in 2020 was named one of Orlando Magazine's 15 Superwomen and one of Orlando Sentinel's 10 People Who Make Orlando a Better Place place. She is also a positive approach to care certified trainer and a former family caregiver. So we decided to start this podcast because of all the things we have learned through life and at our jobs that most older adults don't know that they should know. And just to let you know, the thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. So today we want to make you aware of the help that is available to seniors from our government. We'll dive into it with our guest, Alexandra Garnier-Mercier, the Brain Bank Program Manager for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, after these short messages. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, the Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. For over 35 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, ADRC, has served as a Central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center. They're dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for a loved one with some form of dementia. ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, and programs to help them prepare for and cope with the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit the website adrccares.com. Thanks so much for joining us today, Alexandra. Um, I went over your bio, and um, it's impressive, let me say that. Thank you. (laughs) You've done a lot in your lifetime. You've worked in the past with Edith. Mm -hmm. Now you work with her again. Again, And uh, (laughs) let's go right into your current job, which is the Brain Bank. Yes. Give us a little explanation of what you're doing there. Okay. The Brain Bank is a postmortem study where we collect the brain of uh, participants who have been... who have been registered? Yes, who have been registered with the brain bank uh, before. And then when they passed away, we will collect their brain and we will send them to the Mayo Clinic where we will do the autopsy. And we will send a neuropathology report to the family to confirm if they had Alzheimer's disease or any other types of dementia. And that's something I think most people don't realize is that you don't actually know for sure, what the disease is until the autopsy. Exactly. Because in their lifetime, they may say, oh, this is Alzheimer's. And because of their behavior, and when we do the autopsy and we find out it's low body dementia, right. and it's not Alzheimer's disease. So yes, it is a great tool for society and also for science to help. And so um, 
when you're diagnosed, of course, you want to take a little bit of time to deal with that. But probably six months to a year after diagnosis is when you should sign up for the brain bank. I would say like a, a year, 12 months, it will be best. Okay. To- and it is a little bit of paperwork. I signed my mother up for that. Yes. So you need to, this is not a last minute decision. <laughs> not last minute decision. You have to be ahead of the game. You have to have uh, the durable power of attorney ready. Right. And you have to have all the magical records that we need to do the procedure. But you can help them through all of that paperwork. Yes. And Alexandra, is there any charge for any of this? Does it, anybody... Free to- of charge. Free of charge. Everything is free. And we are here. And they can call us uh, 24-7 when the person passes away. There is a de- dedicated line for them to call us. And we'll be able to help them through the process. Wonderful, wonderful. And if you want more information, Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, that's adrccares.org. Yes. All right. So here we are. We're turning 65. We're senior, maybe 62, something like that. You have given money to the government your entire working life. So let's talk about what you get back. Well, if they are 65 or um, 62 years old and needed to retire, they will just have to have uh, to apply for Medicare, but they will need to do that ahead of the game, at least probably four months before they retire to do to do call the Social Security Administration and apply for uh, Medicare and Social Security so they know exactly um, when they will turn 65 they'll be able to get their Social Security benefits and also Medicare. But sometimes people think, uh, well, I'm going to apply for Medicare, and they never work. That's not the way. They cannot do that. And they will not get Medicare if they never work. So Okay, uh, so you have to contribute ex- as a working person ex- on an official payroll. Exactly. Okay, so Medicare is the insurance mm-hmm. for our older Americans. Yes. And then Social Security is a check yeah. that comes once a month. That comes once a month. <laughs> All right. And uh, it is supposed to supplement exactly. your retirement. You cannot like just rely only on your social security. So if you work and you have contributed to your 401k or to an IRA, that will be helping you retire at ease. However, if you're just only counting on your social security check, you have to think twice, you know, what type of life and uh, that you'll be living or restriction you will have. And uh, yes, so it's very important to know and to plan ahead of time. Yeah. Boy, we're full of good news today. <laughs> it's not going to be enough. It's you know, not going it to really be enough. isn't. Very and, restricted. Yeah, yeah, very many people think that that's just going to be the plan. So hopefully, we're giving people a heads up in time. Yes, when it's not enough, the state of Florida and every state has some programs that involve federal dollars, and they bring it into the state and mix in some state dollars. Every state has an area agency on aging. Federal law dictates that every county and every state must be covered by an area agency on aging. Um, Here in Florida, I think we have 15, and each one is different than the next. So just because you get something here in the greater Orlando area 
doesn't mean it's going to follow that you get it up on the panhandle. So I'm going to put Alexandra <laughs> right on the spot <laughs> and ask her to lead us through that morass of acronyms. ADI, CCE, HCE, OAA, triple A. Go slow because I don't know that. Yeah, so let's start with SRA. Well, but I want to clarify something. In the state of Florida, we have 11 area agency on aging, and we call them PSA. And in central Florida, it's PSA 7. And uh, the Area Agency on Aging here is the Senior Resource Alliance, what we call SRA, or the Area Agency on Aging. A lot of names. Mm -hmm. So if uh, someone is here in Florida, I'm just giving an example, and they don't know what to do, and they are a caregiver, and they are struggling caring for someone with any memory issues or non-memory issues, but they need help, they have to call the Elder Helpline. There is one number for the state of Florida, which is 1-800-96-ELDER, which is 1-800-963-5337. And wherever they are, it will channel the call to the Area Agency on Aging covering their county. Okay. So if they need help, now they should not say, I don't know. They have to call the Area Agency on Aging Elder Helpline, and they will guide them. They can say, I'm a caregiver. I need help. And my mom is 90 or my mom is 80 years old, and I don't know what to do. And they do have uh, different programs, uh, the state Medicaid managed care, long-term care program. Probably you heard of it. Mm-hmm. They call it SMMC, LTCP. Ooh. They call it, call it <laughs> LTCP, et cetera, or Medicaid. Before it was a waiver, but now it's the state Medicaid managed care, long-term care program. And they have certain criteria of eligibility, financial criteria, and also medical because they have to be able to uh, qualify for, they have to meet uh, certain ADLs and IADLs, which are the activity of daily living, such as walking and eating. So uh, the Area Agency on Aging will do an assessment, you know, an evaluation. They will gather all the information and make sure that you are on the priority list for those those programs. And I just want to say, use some patience there. Yeah, um, they're a little understaffed. Mm-hmm. So exactly, yes. <laughs> they have a lot of calls, and also they have turnovers. You know, so because of that, you have to train your you know, right. uh, staff, etc. So they are aware of all the different programs. So not only they have the Medicaid program, they also have the CCE program, which is through the general revenue of the state, uh, which is community care for the elderly. And they do have a sliding scale fee, depend nice. of your income, and they will not go more than 3% of your income to pay your copayment per month. So that will uh, help you get some assistance in the home uh, through the CCE program, such as bathing, cleaning, home-delivered meals, and also daycare services, incontinent supply, etc. They have other programs called HCE, which is the Home Care for the Elderly. It's a stipend. It's not a lot because when uh, I have someone calling and say, well, okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to apply for the HCE program. No, no, no. <laughs> it's only $160 a month. Oh. And that can help you because you're a caregiver and the person lives 
in mm-hmm. your home. You can, uh, with that stipend, you can pay the electric bill. You can pay for someone to come and sit with your mom for a day. So you can just rest or go do your nails because you know you need to rejuvenate. You need to relax. You need to have some respite care. So you have that, uh, that uh, program as well. And they have the ADI program. The ADI program is the Alzheimer's Disease Initiative, where a caregiver can uh, be dropped off at a daycare center where they will take care of uh, your loved one the entire day, provide. They have a regular daycare center for the elderly, and also they have uh, um, the health center where they can provide medicine, you know, and pay them, et cetera. So they can call and they can provide the, uh, the respite care in the home or outside the home. And sometimes you need to travel. You, you can say, well, I, I, cannot, I cannot travel. I cannot mm-hmm. leave my mom alone. But through that program, you can have the out-home respite care, and they can pay for one week of uh, assisted living facility for you. So Very you nice. can rest. You know, you can find that. And somebody uh, said to me the other day, Oh, my God, I didn't know that. I went through this all mm-hmm. alone, etc. So now they know. So they can call the ADRC if they need a care coaching to find out what kind of service uh, I can get or can you explain to me the different services, and we'll take our time. We're here to help. Anyway, so uh, we'll be able to guide them for this the, all the different programs in the state. So I'm... Just going to summarize here. Uh-huh. When when you're the caregiver, yes. uh, mom and dad going to need some assistance. Earlier than later, you want to Google the Area mm-hmm. Agency on Aging, find out who to talk to, exactly. and start asking questions and filling out forms. Exactly. There's there's a lot of programs, so Not definitely call and start navigating exactly, early. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Please don't. Uh, so many people wait until that last minute. And last it is, minute. And yes. they think it's an entitlement. It's not an entitlement. No. There is a priority list. They have to look at funding. They have to look at the matching of uh, Medicaid with the state, if they can afford how many people they can afford per year yes so you have all that so it's uh, the first step is to call at least they place their loved one on a priority list that's that's right but in the meantime if they need the other assistance to the oaa funding uh, which is the older americans act funding they can get meals on wheels they can get transportation so but funding has to be available, and they can call uh, their providers to to re, um, to request a Meals on Wheels or a transportation or any other on a type of uh, assistance. Okay, so your area agency on aging is the place to start, and they yes. can point you in the right direction. Yes. And yeah. if they don't know, they can call to uh, the Department of Elder Affairs in their area okay. or the aging service in their area. Go to the library and call their elder law attorney. Find out. They, they should not stop. Call their representative. What mm-hmm. type of uh, assistance do I have in my, my county, in my city, etc.? And they'll have an answer. They okay. should have an answer they for should. that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's critically important to remember that what Alexandra's explaining right now is in our PSA, Planning and Service Area 7, that covers Osceola, Orange, Seminole, and Brevard counties. 
But as we said in the beginning, it could be very different in Citrus County or Dade or wherever. So you absolutely have to find out what's going on in your area. And then again, Medicaid is different between Florida and any other state. So Mm -hmm. following that train of thought, so are the funding streams for the area agencies on aging. Honestly and sincerely, anyone who's listening to this that just wants to know more or who is horribly confused, as they should be, yes, please, please, please call Alexandra because A, she'll answer the phone, mm-hmm. and B, um, <laughs> she's been doing this for nearly 20 years, and yes. she really knows how to lead you through that government morass of... Funding and acronyms and all of that. It's, it's a lot, yes. And it think, is. Don't quit anytime soon. <laughs> no, not a lot. No, not, no. not a lot. <laughs> and what is the phone number at ADRC? Our number is 407-436-7750, and that's our main line. And for the Brain Bank, it's 407-436-7755. And we're talking about housing, a lot of assisted living, mm-hmm. but is there help for seniors in just regular housing, not not going into senior living? Yes, well, well, there is a shortage of housing for seniors, mm-hmm. like you know. And um, however, uh, if they need uh, like an assisted living facility the, uh, and they cannot pay, they cannot afford it, they have to apply through the long-term care program, which is the long name I gave you at the mm-hmm. beginning, the State Medicaid Managed Care Long-Term Care Program. So <laughs> through that program, they can uh, say that I need assisted living. And when uh, funding is available, they'll be able to assist them. However, they have to make sure that they can afford a room on board. And it's not like the entire amount that the, the government will be paying for. So they will have to look for assisted living facility that, you know, that they can afford. Their social security can cover right. a part of it. Yeah, those aren't the big fancy places <laughs> that we see advertised on TV. But it's they can call the big <laughs> fancy places. Maybe they have two or three rooms available. True. So true. we cannot just discard that. Right. They just have to uh, make sure. And they will be a, anyway assign a case manager. They will not do it alone. Uh, so they have a, a case manager at the MCOs, which is the managed care organization who are contracted with the the Department of Elder Affairs. Um, But also they can say, okay, I'm I'm active with the long-term care program, but I don't want strangers to come to my home and provide services. Mm. So they can select what they call PDO, which is the the, uh, program through the state Medicaid managed care, long-term care program. And if the level of care, I'm just giving you an example, if the level of care said that your level of care will cost the state around $1,000, they will provide that money and training also to the the power of attorney uh, so they can hire themselves somebody to provide their service. They can hire a family member to provide a service, but the durable power of attorney or power of attorney cannot pay themselves because that will be conflict of interest. So they will have to uh, find someone that are used to their family or someone they want to hire and uh, and provide a service. So they have different you know, programs that they can use uh, to help them. Wonderful. And I just want to reiterate, if you're thinking of coming to Florida to retire, 
especially from someplace like New York, we mm-hmm. find a lot. You pay very high taxes in some states, but then you also have a lot of benefits available to you. Exactly. You're coming to Florida, you're not paying a state income tax, so do not expect the same services to come with you. Exactly. Not at all. We <laughs> often, you will hear us on the phone yes. saying, "Let tell me what you're receiving now, what yes. your person is receiving now. And we have actually counseled people to consider keeping their person where they are, yes. especially when it's in the Northeast, like Florida, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. One family found it far more cost effective to make regular trips to, in this case, New York, right? So, um, yeah, it can be a really, really ugly shock mm-hmm. for people to come here and not just um, in the continental United States. When people come from Puerto Rico and, and other places, they're like, um, mm. what do you mean this doesn't exist here? So exactly. be, be fully informed before you make that move. Exactly. And they know that when they come here, they have to apply for Florida Medicaid if they are in Florida. It's not like, oh, just I had Medicaid and I'm just going to go use my card and <laughs> It's going to work. You have to transfer this here. You have to call and apply here. And then you have Medicare. We know you can use your Medicare, but you have to go for Florida Medicare because they have different providers. You know, so. Yes. And often Medicare does not pay for what our people need. When I say mm-hmm. our people, I mean our seniors, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So you need to know that too. Yeah. And um, again, Medicaid is different state by state. Mm-hmm. And for example, the very limited pot of funding that pays a portion of assisted living, it's about a three and a half year wait list to get to that pot of Ooh. funding. So, yeah, I mean, starting early is the key. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of help, but it's not easy to get there. So I think that's kind of what I've learned today. Um, Thank you so much, Alexandra Uh, Garnier-Mercier. You can be reached at uh, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, adrccares.org. Thank you so much for being here today. So make sure everybody subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging. Tell your family and friends about us. Our next episode is going to be about untangling all the information about health insurance for seniors. For Instagram and Twitter, we're at informed underscore aging, facebook.com slash informed aging, and the email informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now, and we're looking forward to our next visit.